my top five podcasters, Chris, 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 Chris Lambert, and probably myself, but this ain't about that. The mundane festival is where you at. If you've been tapped in, you know what's up. If you're a first-timer, hey, welcome to the club. The cost of admission is simply a subscription. Then rating and reviewing it wherever you listen. Don't worry about change-ups. The cast won't break up. Even with that million-dollar contract, show up a stand-up guy who's a stand-up comedian with a stance on everything from food to media. So welcome to the show. Please take your seat. Let's find out what he's got in store this week. Who, me? I'm Don. Will you open the act? Thanks for coming out. Please clap. The Mundane Festival with your host, Chris Lambert. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Mundane Festival Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Lamberth, recording this episode for Saturday, December 2nd, 2023. Remember, as always, you can subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast listening apparatus. If you're really into this thing, go over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Give this show a five-star review. Let everybody know why you like it because it's simply the right thing to do. And if you would like to take your love and appreciation of this show to an even deeper level, go over to patreon.com slash... What the fuck was that? Go over to patreon.com slash mundane festival and subscribe. It's three bucks a month for hours and hours and hours of bonus content. By the time you get this, I will have posted my, not necessarily a review, but me talking about my experience last night going to see Beyonce in IMAX. Um, All I got to say is, you know, Beyonce is, not only is she's first and foremost, she's a mother, but she is an artist an athlete, and an auteur. She is a genius. She, this this needs to break, I, I've always loved Beyonce, and I don't want anybody to get at me. I don't want the, the, the beehive to attack me. I knew her before, I, I'm like my mother, I knew who she was before y'all was even born. That's what my mother likes to say. Before you was even here. So, I first got wind of Beyonce in 1997, the fall of around the fall of my senior year. I remember not necessarily maybe even winter of early winter fall of of 1997. I remember specifically that we were doing community service because we had to have community service hours, and uh, we were working at a food bank. And I just remember that song was out, and I remember like. The, the remix of No, No, No with Wyclef, who's now a fraudster, but we didn't know it back then. Um, shout out to the Fraudsters podcast. Um, and we were like organizing canned goods or something. And I remember that song was out. It was dope. And then I just remember like the single, just the, I guess the original album record was a little sexier. 
um because it was kind of like a slow jam but all those girls were gorgeous and beyonce i was a fan another special beyonce moment for me was i think i talked about this before i was in this acting troupe called the teen performance ensemble of harmony hall regional center in in fort washington maryland or as people from the area would say fort wash at least back in my day that's what they said we would travel around in this van and we would tour all the summer day camps around PG County. And we had this trailer and we were an acting troupe and we did African folk tales and we did skits. And it was basically like SNL for kids or all that, like a low budget, uh, all that funded by the Maryland National Park and <laughs> the Maryland National Capital park and planning commission and it was fun and i remember the writings on the wall this was 99 and the writing is on the wall was like i think somebody had the either the tape or cd single that is how old i am i'll be 44 next year and in, in, in a little over two months <laughs> and uh and i remember we would just run it we ran that shit uh back a lot and I think they had the snippets on there. But by then, I think the album came out and uh, we were bumping the album and we loved it. So you will get no Beyonce hate from me. I've always been a fan. I remember the friend that I saw it with. She was like, did you see that? Um, she turned to me in the middle of the movie and she was like, did you see the Netflix one? I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that one, too. Yeah. So I, I had a great time. I loved it. But I'm, I'm not a stan. I think this movie deserves somebody. This movie deserves the new rock stars screen crush treatment. Somebody, I need a gay nerd to break down everything in this movie like Kevin Avery does. And they need, does a Marvel movie. I think this, this film, this film deserves to be deserves to have that treatment and that's what i believe i'm sticking to it so i need a i need a stan uh, uh some gay nerds to to figure it out do do some work and 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 put that together for me because i want to I'd, I'd love to see someone break that down i enjoyed myself see this movie and i'm see this film sorry sorry beehive see this film in IMAX, even if it's Limax, see it in Limax, IMAX, and see it with a bunch of black people. If you're white, go to um, the, the movie theater where there's black people in the area. Go to a city. Go to your nearest city and see this movie with black people. You will have a good time. The people were dancing uh, in the aisles. Uh, they, I like how she did the, she kind of did, and I didn't even talk about this part on Patreon. I like how she, she kind of did a, a Chris Rock. And this is the only thing that I remember it from like Chris Rock, when he did kill the messenger recorded and cut it for like all the different places he toured and stuff like that. And when Beyonce was like, New Jersey, everybody was like, ah, so it was, it was fun. I never experienced a concert movie like that. And it was just a great night. It's a great uh, date night. So, um, yeah, see it 
and enjoy it. This is episode 688. There's no guest. There's, there's a guest. There's a guest. I am not alone. I am not alone this time. Sorry about that. I am not alone. I have a, I had a very special guest that um, when I was trying to do the intro, when we first did this on Tuesday, we, we recorded this on Tuesday of this week. And uh, I flubbed my intro and I was like, fuck it, let's just get to talking. I'll do an intro. My, I'll make my lazy ass do an intro. And uh, so we, so here I am uh, on a Saturday morning doing this. We have a great guest, super special return guest. He hasn't been uh, here since we talked about the lovely and talented Gugu Mbatha Raw's movie, Fast Color. It's Sam. A.K.A. Ba from the Firestarter podcast, his new podcast, What You've Been Watching, which I've been on, and his his uh, college basketball podcast, We're Better Than You, with C.A. Huggins. Sam, I, I love talking to this guy. He's one of my favorite people to listen to on in the podcast format. Also one of my favorite people to talk to. I really enjoy uh, this dude. We talked a, a, about a little bit of everything um and and we just had a had a great time um yeah i i I really enjoy talking to him so i hope you all enjoy this um here's my conversation with the great sam aka ba from the firestarter podcast what you've been watching and we're better than you enjoy so you were almost late because you're playing 2k golf yeah yeah um I kind of lost track of time, like trying to get the kids to bed or whatever. Yeah. So my wife just took them up and I had like, I'm thinking I had like a half an hour of like alone time. <laughs> like I started this round at like probably like, so it's like 835 now, whatever, mm-hmm. 834. So yeah, I'm like, it was like 815, 817. So I, I took a quick look over at the Echo. It's across from the couch and I'm like, oh shit, like I, you know. Yeah, and I tried to fit in, and I forgot how long a round takes. So, how long does it take? Up about a half hour to forty five minutes. Okay, you know, depending on if you really care or not. Sure. <laughs> like if you really trying to like craft a shot and shit. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I just I don't I just go out blazing. I just hit the shit out of the ball and just try to get it on the green and put it. But if I'm actually trying to do a good score, I like keep track of the wind and the lie and, you know, try to club up, club down, all that good shit. Put backspin on the ball, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I golf is a whole thing, man. Like, I have so much respect for golfers and I play that shit virtually and I'm sorry. So yeah. to be good in real life, come on now. I haven't played it since I don't think I played a golf game since undergrad. And that's been over 20 years ago when Tiger Woods was hot. I even had a set of clubs. I want to I'd like to I downloaded it because it was free on PlayStation on at the mm-hmm. PlayStation store or whatever. And I know you had talked about it on Firestarter. So I was just like, yeah, I'm I'm into it, but I have not played it yet. I'm. I'm maybe a quarter of the way through on uh, Spider-Man two and I haven't really had much time to play it, but it's, it's fun so far. I really, I really do like it. 
It's very good. I, yeah, I would say yeah. I'm I'm less than a quarter. Like I'm like a third of a third of of the way through. Like yeah. I'm not. I've kind of really just started. And my son was the one who pressed me out for it. Yeah. Um, he I guess he saw a commercial or something, and he he knew it was out. Like I was going to get to it eventually, but. Mm-hmm. I was gonna like get it for a Christmas gift for myself or something, but yeah, we were just on here like a couple of Saturdays ago, and I just went ahead and bought it because he wouldn't shut up. Um, You're so good. I've dad. been playing for yeah, I've been playing for him, and I I I follow the story, but I get him to the fights, so I'll go to a crime scene, yeah, you know, or you know where a crime is taking place, and I'll set him up where he can he can fight. And yeah, I just, I'm like, dude, just, you know, just hit X, circle, and square. Like, just focus on those. And (laughs) he just hits them randomly. And somehow he actually wins a few fights without getting killed. So I'm happy for him. Because he's pretty young, right? He's like, yeah, he's five. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. (laughs) But kids these days wouldn't know how to do all that stuff now if you just kind of, point them in the direction tell them what to do they're pretty good at that stuff oh yeah i rationalized that shit by saying like it's helping hand-eye coordination yeah really i just want some time (laughs) and i need them to shut the fuck up i I throw that controller in their hand and be like there you go like develop your hand-eye coordination you are really selling children to me work on your map skills like you got to follow the map yeah it's dude it's that's how i learned how to do stuff like legend of zelda um hey man i actually my bad i didn't mean to cut you no off. no that's that's all i was gonna say like in my like previous job when i was like <clears throat> producing like courses for these like high profile professors and shit mm-hmm. like dude like i actually work with like one of the like top neuroscientists in the world and mm-hmm. the course we were producing was about like how technology affects the brain that was talking about its impact on children and she was actually given like some 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 bonuses like some some credit for like what a you know devices and video games like things like that can like help develop a kid's like cognitive skills yeah and i was like yo i'm right like i told y'all like this was like a year year and a half ago it was like 18 months ago and Mm -hmm. i was like i told y'all i'm right like i don't feel so bad now (laughs) it's not surprising i i was i'm dating and i was talking to this woman uh on the phone and and we were uh she asked me what I like to do. I said, I like going to the movies and, you know, I do stand up and I, I, you know, read or whatever, but I love video games. And she said, well, I don't know how, I mean, it seems like when girls get old enough, they put their Barbie dolls down and guys don't see us. I said, well, actually I kind of felt like a little incel. I was like, actually, there's a lot that you can do with the video games. Uh, you, there's great stories that, I mean, you can like there's a narrative and you really learn about people and and I was she we didn't go out but uh that was that was it was on her her bullshit but uh it, it's hey, just no, like you need to do a whole uh album on like just your dating like oh, I love that shit like, it's working from, 
Yeah, man. Like, yeah, it's hilarious. Oh, thanks, I love man. I love your your dating trying to date stories, man. Yeah, the the sadness, the the looming sadness and loneliness that it. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm working on something. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I, I think uh, it's all it's about. Oh, cool. Yeah, we'll see what happens, man. But yeah, yeah, I do talk about that that stuff on on stage. Um, but that one was pretty fresh. That was like a couple weeks ago. But some women don't care. But I mean, I I told her I said she said my my friends. My friend's husband plays video games. I said, well, at least she knows where he's at. You know, her like she knows where her husband is. He's playing video games. He's not right. He's not fucking cheating on you. Right. He's playing Madden or whatever. But I think it's just a good it's a good source of entertainment. I mean, I would say, you know, The Last of Us is probably one of the best pieces of media in the last 10 years, in my opinion. And they yeah. got a TV show out of it. They milked two remastered versions. They milked a few. And the new one's coming out next month, the, like the remastered version for the PS5. So I just don't have enough time. Like there's the Zelda game that's supposed to be amazing. I've not played part one. Yeah. That Alan Wake supposed to be Alan Wake 2 supposed to be a contender with Spider-Man 2 to be game of the year. So. It's yeah, bro. I just there. I just narrowed it down. Right now, I just play two K um, twenty three and Fortnite, and I play MLB twenty three as well. But all I do is like play the home home run derby, okay, online like against other people. But every now and then, I'll play an actual game online against other people too. Okay. And like I have, oh, did I win? Yeah, I think I won one. I played three times, lost two, one more. And every time I've lost, it's been on some bullshit. Like the reliever just gives up a home run. Like I'm I'm ha- I'm I'm there, dude. Just like the eighth inning. Like I got a couple of outs and I'm like, shit, all I got is an inning inning to go. And like sure enough, like my reliever just trash and he'll give up a home run and I just can't get the lead back. So that's always fun. Is that the one that has the Negro League stuff in there? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's cool? the most recent one. You get to play as like Satchel Page or something. Yep. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm. I'm. <clears throat> you know, not to nerd out too much, but I'm interested to see how they this got is a safe space. This. Yeah, the, I guess they just looked at old footage, but like. In current games, they do a really good job of getting like accurate biomechanics mm-hmm. down for each individual player. Yeah. Like whether they're using, you know, the um sensors, they'll have players come in during the sensors, or like they they'll just follow it according to footage and they'll duplicate it um graphically. They'll they'll just like duplicate the animation. They'll I think they just lay over like actual footage and just develop it. Um in whatever program or whatever and they'll just duplicate like a swing or a shot or just how a player runs yeah or a particular move like a signature move because they used to do sensors everywhere but that that was only for like a few select players they would have them come in and try to like imitate everyone else's move but i guess like as technology has progressed like now they just use like game footage and they just lay over um and develop animations you, um, I mean, but yeah, I don't know how they did the Negro League. They had to 
just dig up like old grainy ass footage, man. Yeah. You had you got me thinking about that Barry Sanders documentary that came out last week on Prime Video. There was somebody posted on Twitter, like <laughs> it was really funny. It was a clip of Barry Sanders highlights, and the the person that was tweeting said that, you know, actually, you know, uh, ah, fuck, what did they say? They said something like, actually, you know, video games can't do this anymore. Like, oh, that's actually Barry Sanders running in real life. <laughs> you know, the stuff that like he was just like, it, it's it's insane yeah. how great he was, and I won't spoil anything. It Barry Sanders doesn't really say shit. The compelling stuff to me was about oh, his yeah. dad. I mean, I, I watched that on Thanksgiving afternoon and I was downstairs in the basement at my mom's place. And then when his dad came, his dad kind of looked like my dad. So mm-hmm. I, again, he was super proud of, of Barry. And I, right. I, I got my th- holiday cries in watching that. So I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. And he my because he kind of looked like my dad, you know, that like the standard issued black guy uh civil war like not civil war what the fuck world war ii born uh yeah guy and like black guy worked on it it's just like ah oh, shit yeah, he worked with his hands and shit. yeah and yeah <laughs> and it's like god damn it i didn't expect i just wanted to see barry sanders highlights uh um, but no yeah my, my dad looked the same man but yeah. i mean he's he's a little little lighter mm-hmm. but like yeah he 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 got that fucking weather beaten face and yeah no yeah you know, it's something he's about- he like a, a man right <laughs> like, exactly. you know he saw some shit <laughs> and, and i'm at my mom was like we need to fix this i'm like i'm an artist <laughs> i can call somebody <laughs> shit <laughs> damn it yeah my, i remember my dad for that shit you put me in school to be <laughs> hey bro i went to stay with my dad like uh like my uh junior year in college mm-hmm. like i decided to like take like a semester off okay yeah like we was having like like trouble figuring shit out financially like my pale grant fell through or some shit mm. and i was just like fuck this like and my dad was like you want to just come back home with me where did he like, live Ar- Ar- arkansas oh, arkansas shit. he had retired by by then Mm-hmm. I was like, I guess, nigga, shit, fuck it. I'm like, I'll go. Mm-hmm. Like, dog, I got down there with him. Man, he asking me to fix shit. This nigga gonna say, what the fuck did he say? He said, my mom's nickname was Cat. He gonna say, yeah. I see, I see Cat raised a bunch of, uh, bunch of, bunch of, a bunch of lambs up there. <laughs> I was like, the fuck that's supposed to mean? Damn. I'm educated. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck that mean? He was like, damn. He was like, you a city boy. He was like, you don't know how to do nothing. I was like, bro, if you would just show me, right, instead of complaining, because you weren't around for a lot of my formative years. Mm. Like, you know, I ain't trying to bring up no old shit, but I was like, I'm bringing up old shit. Like, yeah. You know, like we just linked back up when I was like 16, 17, bro. Yeah. Like you only really start to know me the last like three years. Mm-hmm. Like, don't start talking shit. Right. So he was like, all right, let me let me show you. Cause he saw I was like getting mad about the shit. Right. 
One but time yeah, I did. He, go ahead. I'm sorry. Old, just just old old black men, man. Like they 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 just funny that way. My dad gave me. He would just be like, uh, you're not gonna. You're good in some <laughs> stuff. You're good. You're good in the arts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One time we did put brakes on on. Uh, my truck. I had a Ford Explorer, and we put brakes on one one weekend. But uh, you know, it's just people. You are who you are, man. And I and because I have I have the utmost respect for people that work with their hands. I'm not trying to be an elitist or anything. That's dope as fuck. I'm trying to get to the level where I can pay somebody to do that, like, and not worry about it. But oh, we got to hey, get bro. this fixed. Bro, did you see that video recently? It came down the timeline of like someone like taking a radiator cap. He was working up under the car mm-hmm. and he took a radiator cap. Um, and that shit just exploded. Like the water just like burst out of that bitch. No. It brought back so many memories because my dad did that dumb shit. Oh. And he did the shit and he just gonna say, run. And I didn't know what was going on. I was like eight at the time. Yeah. He said, run, dog. All I remember is like hot water, like hitting my neck. Like as I like tried to get away, like it didn't scald me or anything. It didn't like leave any like marks or anything. But I was like, God, like what happened? He's like, yeah. God damn, radiator. <laughs> so I was like, oh, shit. Just yeah. old, just old black men doing wild shit. And I remember one time. He was working on the car and like, I guess like the oil line, like something like oil spilled out and it like trickled like like lines of oil, like trickle from under the car, like across the alley. Our our alley was on like a slight like incline. Yeah. So it kind of like rolled down and across. And I was a few feet away from the car. And so. It rolled down and across like these, there's this this line, these lines of like flammable liquid and shit. And somehow that shit ignited, caught on fire. And before I knew it, I was on one side and he was like still on the other side with the car. And it was a big fucking wall of flames between us. And I like that. <laughs> like, wow. like, like I'm little. I'm like, Dad, where you at? Like. And he was like, just stay on that side. He was like, go around. He was like, go around the block and come back through the front door. Was this in D.C. or down in Arkansas? This is D.C. Okay. This is when he was still living with it. He was like, okay. go down. He was like, go around the block. He was like, go back. <laughs> go around the block and then come back in the house and then come back, you know, to the backyard. Yeah. He was like, and I'll meet you. Like, yeah, man. Like, had to put all that shit out. Like, yeah, he was a wild dude. But, yeah, old black men are funny as fuck. So, yeah, Barry's yeah. father had me cracking up, man. Yeah. I agree. He reminded me of my dad as well. My dad wasn't as uh, boisterous as him. But uh, but it's it's interesting that he, because he, because I remember, there's not too much that I didn't know about him. Was but just the fact that when he got drafted, they didn't. Um, he was kind of hard to find. Yeah, there in Wichita, and he was like, and he said even at what, like maybe what twenty, twenty twenty one or twenty two, he's like, yeah. Yeah, you guys put try to put stuff on people that's not true, and I was like, oh shit, he's because he he was a smart guy. 
I don't remember him being that way, honestly. I just remember liking him run. Buried a yeah. person I didn't get too much into. I didn't see, a, like, the highlights was the least interesting. I've seen them shit so many times. I was just like, yeah, all right, move on. Like, let's get to the next thing. Right. But, like, the shit when, when he was younger, mm-hmm. like, talking to the press. Yes. And the stuff he was going through and, like, getting the family's perspective on how he is. Right. Yeah, that was like mind blowing. I was like, damn. Yeah. And it made sense because the only reason why I watched it, and that's about telling people, Chris, like, I don't watch a lot of sports documentaries. That's what I said on Twitter. I was like, I haven't watched sports documentaries in, in years. I was like, but because it's usually it's just a bunch of Filler. shit already new. Yeah. It's just shit I already knew. Just like right. like the last dance, I couldn't get into it because it was like, okay, like this shit I already know. Yeah. But this, I was like, I would like to know why Barry walked away. Cause I no one knows. They were sorry, man. <laughs> you but you saw it, right? Cause like when yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about it because I, I talked about it on Patreon, but I said I don't want to spoil. But when that that meeting with whatever that reunion was with Wayne Fonts and he was like, yeah, you know, I, I called right. Joe Man Joe Montana tried to get him, and who else did they try to get? No, like, Joe Montana Warren? called, called Joe, Joe called him. Yeah, then it yeah, and they was like, nah, he's too old. So and he and then he used to the proceeds playoff. to take Kansas City like I think to the AFC Championship. Yeah, yeah. he took it to the AFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. And then Warren Moon was too old. And yeah. I'm like trying to remember. I'm like, God, I didn't remember. All I didn't happening that. around 97. Like, this is all happening around 97. Like, this is crazy. I don't let me talk to you about this. The the thing that put everything in, into perspective with for me with sports, as far as like the loyalties, as far as loyalty is concerned was seeing Joe Montana in a Chiefs jersey on the cover of that Joe Montana sports talk football for Joe. Right. I was like, this shit is <laughs> weird. This is yeah. not, this do not look right. And I just remember holding the game and just being like, it it, it don't look right. Because I don't know, you, you're a couple years older than me. I grew up in a town where Cal Ripken played for the Orioles like his whole right. career. And so then that kind of and then when you see these guys get traded and oh, there's no loyalty. Uh, it's like, yeah, because I saw Joe Montana in that jersey and it it was n- it was never the same after that. It could happen to anybody. It happened to Jordan. So it's like it is what it is. You see these guys. You like them. If they go to another team, they fucking go to another team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fan loyalty is all like for most fans, mm-hmm. for the vast majority of fans, it's always team first. Yeah. So, and I feel like front office people and owners keep that in mind with every move they're even considering. Because they know they will not be the villain. Unless shit goes like way left, which is why like New England is like, like a lot of New England fans, like they rooted for Tom Brady from afar, like when Mm -hmm. he left. Right. But now like the tide is really turned and they looking at Bill Bill Belichick like, yo, you got to get the fuck out of here. Like you (laughs) ran him off. 
Like we stuck with you. We were like, ah, he was he was old. Like a lot of people was agreeing, like, stick with Bill. Bill knows what he's doing. Like, you know, Tom was old. You saw him his last year here. Like yeah. Bill gets rid of everyone before they get too old. Like Tom's no different. Bill's running, you know, he's he's a machine. Bill, Bill, Bill. Like they were they were on Bill's side. Now, like, you know, <laughs> you look at what Tom did, and now you're looking at the Patriots. Fans are flipping fast as fuck in New in New England. Yeah, but initially you saw like they always team first, and 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 GMs and owners they moved that way. Like no, like dude, they ran Michael Jordan off. Yeah, like come on, man. And that's a good like, point that you make. Like I want to put a pin in that because that's a really good point that you make because that's why you mostly see fans siding with ownership. When if this was the quote unquote real world or in the normal workforce, you wouldn't really side with ownership in that way. Right. And then there's also the the latent racism where these black men having autonomy over their career and being able to, you know, move where they want to move and all that stuff. But but I think, well, Chris, that's most of it for me. Like, oh, that's that's. Well, that's why sports is that's why they operate the way they operate. Yeah, because it's like black dudes and it's like you should be able to treat them like property you should be Mm -hmm. able to discard them whenever you want (laughs) like with no regard for their families yeah like their kids settled in just got settled into fucking high school Mm -hmm. i don't give a fuck like (laughs) get them out of here yeah because i always i i think like you in a lot of ways that's why i enjoy listening to you guys talk about sports on firestarter but because it's like I'm always going to say eh, it's racism, but, right. but then when, but then also in that perspective of, okay, the team first thing, but then, you know, I, what I'm enjoying about sports media more so than anything, I'm not really watching ESPN that much anymore. I'm watching Gill's arena. I'm listening to Kenyon Martin, almost shit. He was in tears talking about his son getting traded. And he, you know, uh, where he got traded to Philly from the Clippers, I believe. His son, I don't know, but his son got traded somewhere. Yeah, Yeah, and and you know, he was around. His son was around his family and his brothers and sisters, and they had to. They talked about it on Gills Arena and Kenya Martin, tough guy, uh, enforcer, but a solid NBA player, was tearing up talking about his son leaving like that. Of the effect, we don't. I think about it, you know, but people don't think about them getting traded and what that does nope. to family and all that stuff. And I'm I'm glad that these players are now uh, current and former players are talking about that experience and being more, you know, being out there in the forefront to talk about it. Yeah, they're still like, <clears throat> even though fans can hear their perspective now, they don't give a shit. Like, and there's still yeah. like this this suck it up attitude. Like, I was watching Russell Westbrook. Like, he got into it with another fan. Like, I think it was last night or the other night. He got into it again. Like, someone said something about him. He said they said something about his family or alluded to his family in some kind of way. Yeah. And I'm looking at the comments and, like, they're like, oh, millionaire crying. Oh, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like. You can't tell me it's not about these dudes being black and having yeah. money. 
because right. you brought up Cal Ripken. Mm-hmm. I used to talk all the time about like because that was during like Albert Bell's and Barry Bonds' like heyday. And like they used to get so much shit from fans, like half shit thrown at them. Mm. And I remember like they threw batteries at Albert Bell. Yes. And I was like, yo, if someone threw a battery at Kyle Ripken and let him be black, like, oh my God, just switch the dynamics around. Like it'd be it'd be a war on fans. On yeah. black fans, anyway, like, <laughs> like you niggas ain't coming up in here with that bullshit, right? But like, white fans get away with, and, and it's just the culture of sports. Like, people expect you to just take it, and that's what what Russ was saying. He was like, I don't know why people expect us to just take it. Like, I'm getting sick of this, right? And you know, eventually, like, you are gonna have another fucking malice at the palace. <sighs> I, I hope not. I mean, I guess the Draymond thing was the closest that we got. Actually, yeah. Chris, I hope so, because then maybe they'll actually address it. Because, like, there's been, like, this 20-year gap where people 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 got serious about, like, fan behavior for a minute. Yeah. And, like, they chastised Utah fans and they chastised Boston fans. But, like, now you see, like, it's loosening up a bit. And I've seen some shit get thrown in the last couple of years. And like, there's not been any real harsh punishment. And I'm you, like, so something's going to happen. It's crazy. Like, man. I, I mean, I wouldn't even think of going, I'm doing a festival in San Francisco in January. And I'm thinking about getting warriors tickets. Mm-hmm. You should see the prices on that fucking place, man. That I bet. It's insane. That's a new place too. Shit. Yeah, the Chase Chase Center, I believe. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, I figure like it's Steph. Uh, I should I should go. I've seen him play in Brooklyn, yeah. but, but I I think I'm gonna I'm gonna bite the bullet. But it's a lot, man. They they're not they're not fucking around, and and you pay all that money, and I guess people have that entitlement. As this co- comedian Herbie Gill used to say, entitlement. <laughs> uh, that you think you can do anything just because you paid that money, but I wouldn't dream of uh, throwing anything or saying anything to a player like that. I think one time my dad, when the bullets were in Baltimore, he told me a story one time, like he was like talking trash to Wes Unsell and mm-hmm. like before a game and Wes Unsell looked up and my dad was like, all right, you know, like he, he like kind of backed off. I was like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't dream of doing no shit like that. I yeah. just. I. I don't. I. I just don't. And I, I think the racism is, is part of it. They're jealous of these guys, man. And you, it. It's. It's insane. I want to kind of shift gears a little bit. I want your perspective on this. Why do black men hate Malika Andrews? Um. Because. Look, it was like two major things happened within like a short time span. There was an Ime Udoka situation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that happened like preseason last year. Like, mm-hmm. what was that? Like September. I remember because I was in Atlanta at a film festival and like the news broke. 
and like I was um well I just mentioned his name like he didn't say nothing bad like my uh producer partner like Kevin Blackstone who's like a pretty well known yes. like sure you know um sports journalists um we were talking about it um and you know I won't get into what Kevin said but right. my you know my perspective on that because we, Malika and Steven, they had gotten into it. Right. <laughs> and her point was, you know, like, like, let's not vilify the woman, you know, like, we don't need to know who she is. Cause Steven, they was like, well, you know, why his, you know, why is all his business out there? If they had a consensual relationship, like why, why is his business all out, out there? Like, this isn't like, a criminal situation. Like what is with this protecting her? Mm-hmm. And Malika Andrews, like, you know, gotten to like the, you know, just the HR side of it. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like he was the superior, like not her direct superior, but he was like a prominent official in this organization. And, you know, apparently he was the one who, like did something wrong by like um I guess still trying to talk to her after um the higher ups had learned of the situation. So Malika Andrews trying to explain all of this shit to Stephen A. Wright. And she did it with such fervor. And her and Stephen A, like it was so contentious. That niggas was just like, yo, why is she defending this white lady like this? Mm-hmm. Like, what is going on? So, like, there's that. So, and then the Celtics hired Joe Mazzula. Now, Joe Mazzula had two instances when he was in college, right? Where he got in a bar fight and then, like, he had a um, DV case, um, like, where... I don't know if it was his girlfriend or it was just a girl. Like he got into an altercation with a girl. Police were called like he had like, you know, it was like a misdemeanor kind of thing. And he paid a fine, blah, blah, blah. She brought all this shit up when he got hired. Right. You know, and a reasonable person can say like, well, she's just doing her her job mentioning these things. (laughs) And, (laughs) you know, a nigga will tell you like, Nah, that shit ain't got nothing to do with nothing. Like, he was 20, 21 when these things happened. This was a long time ago. Like, why is she bringing this shit up? This crazy. All he did yeah. was get hired for a job. Right. Like, what is going on with her? Mm-hmm. So, that those two things happened. Like, right there in 2022, fall of 2022, those two things happened. So, this past summer, Brandon Miller gets drafted. Number one, two, number two overall pick, right? Right. She brings up, which I think she should have. This was fair game. She brings up the fact that he was involved in, not directly, but in a murder. He supplied a, he he didn't supply the gun. A college teammate of his asked him to bring a gun, which he didn't know it was a gun, I don't believe. It was wrapped in some clothing. And he was like, yo, bring that, you know, that pile of clothes like from I think it was in like the room or something who like bring that to me. I think he did know it was a gun. 
but he ain't asked no question. He just brought his manly gun. Dude proceeds to shoot a a woman and kill her. And Malika and Malika Andrew brought it up. Right. <laughs> like, you know, like, yeah, Brandon Miller, but yeah, check this out. Yeah. Yeah, he he did this when he was at Alabama. So those three things in quick succession, and then like Josh Giddy, you know, starting yeah. two guard for Oklahoma, um, white Australian dude. Look, man, like <laughs> what he's accused of is so bad that black dudes are like, yo, mm-hmm. what the like, what is with this deafening silence in sports media about this dude right now? She did and say something last night, though, didn't she? She like, did. She reported. She reported yeah. on it. She didn't editorialize. Yeah. Like. But in fairness to her, I didn't feel like she actually editorialized when talking about Joe Mazzula. She editorialized talking about Iman Gudok. She definitely did. And she didn't yeah. editorialize talking about Brandon Miller. Yeah. She just she just reported what happened. So she just reported what happened with Josh Kitty. But Chris, what he's accused of is so bad. It's so fucking bad, though. And I think she talked about John Morant as well mm. and gave her opinions on what, you know, his fucking stupid ass stupid shit yeah you know but when you contextualize all these instances right you know consensual sex with a co-worker right no matter what you think like it was bad and he cheated on me along and all that shit look yeah. it was consensual sex he wasn't he was no fucking criminal right and like i'll talk about that that shit on firestar because i'm still mad about that like <laughs> yeah i can't get a, I i swear i think the celtics paid that woman after all of this blew up to keep her from suing them because she chose to sleep with this dude. Like, it was just a mind fucking. I'm like, she came out of here, she'd get more money and she get to keep her husband. Like, what the fuck happened there? Yeah, yeah. Like, that whole thing was weird to me. And, you know, like, so consensual sex, you know, a legal gun, like, yeah, he flashed it and it was stupid, but he fucking owned the gun. He got a permit for it. Like, okay. Yeah, it's bad for the kids. Yeah, you know, the kids shouldn't emulate that behavior. Right. He owned the gun, bro. <laughs> like, it's a legal gun. Yeah. And then, like, Brandon Miller, like, not charged with a crime. It was stupid. Right. But he ain't killed nobody. Like, he couldn't have known his man was going to do that shit. Like, he wasn't even at the scene. He dipped. I believe. Don't hold me to that. I don't remember, but yeah, he didn't do it. Yeah, he didn't do Yeah. So, like, so you got those three instances and Joe Mazzula, who actually did do some shit. I think he fought a girl or whatever. Um, (laughs) You know. What about it's just like a predominantly black league and some of these guys be fucking up, but most of them not. Right. Some of them be fucking up, but not all of them. Right. So those four instances that she reported on, and then, and all of them are relatively like, you know, like no one was harmed. Like right. I would say in the Missoula's case, like the girl like was like, it wouldn't know like Chris Brown, Rihanna shit, but like Ooh, he should yeah. have put her, put his hands on her. But those four instances, and then you skip all the way to like, yo, like statutory rape, like a 15 yeah. year old. 
And like she's they 15? Yeah, she was allegedly 15 when she was making these posts about Ooh. them hooking up. So and she's tried to delete all of them, but but people that sna- saved like her Snapchats, her yeah. Instagram, like stories and all that shit. And then one, like she with him and he's bare chested, and the caption just says, Just fuck Josh. Just fuck Josh Giddy. Like he couldn't yo, find nobody at OSU or OU. Bro, like Andrew Bogut, um, also Australian. He has a podcast now. He's a former number one overall pick. Like okay. you know Andrew Bogut, but yeah. I'm just letting people know. Sure. So, and I think he knows Josh Giddy. So his defense of this whole thing was she lied to him. And OKC has known about this situation for more than a year. Whoa. And they didn't do anything. And I'm like, well, and I just learned this today. I was like, well, this story just got worse. Is he that good? No. <laughs> and that's the other thing that's bothering me about this What's shit. What's his NBA rating on 2K? I looked, I want to look this shit. Man, that shit probably like a good 81 or 83, dog. Like, like it ain't nothing crazy. Keep talking. I'm sorry. But no, and like the idea like that his level of popularity or his lack of popularity or superstardom is somehow helping him. Like I heard people say, well, the problem with um, John Morant and Kyrie, why they got so much scrutiny was because they superstars. They superstars, so they're going to bring attention, but no one cares about Josh Giddy. And I'm like, I hate that so much because that's why hockey players get away with so sh- so much shit. Like hockey players been out here like drunk driving, running people over for like years. Mm. You don't hear about them. We don't care like, about hockey. Like bro, you don't hear about no fucking hockey players. And people, and I'm like, what what happened to like, you know, the kids idolize you and all of this. Like they always talk about, like they always show hockey players like giving kids jerseys and inviting them in the locker room and shit. But I'm like, when something go wrong with these dudes, when they beat up a wife or a girlfriend, or when they drunk drive and run someone over and kill them, like it's not in the A block on all your on on all your um sports shows, mm-hmm. and you're not talking about it. Right. And it's like, oh, because no one cares. Like they're not popular. And I'm yeah. like, this is. It's race, dog. You can't no. tell me it ain't yeah, nothing it but race. It is. Giddy is an eighty-one. That's yeah. Cool. I figure. Yeah, you're right. He not. He not like that. Like, look, when you white and can't shoot that good, like it bothers me. <laughs> like, I I don't like white dudes who can't <laughs> shoot well. Like straight up. Like I see that shit and I'm like, oh, he's sorry. Like you can be a white uh, big man and not shoot that well. right. But when you are in anything under six nine and you can't shoot, yeah, I'm looking at you funny, dog. And he's six eight. Yeah. That is crazy, man. Cause I yeah, that that is man, you would think like you just kick it at a college and you good. Bro, it's so many like like posts and tweets on Reddit and Twitter that I've come across, like, I haven't, like, really gone down a rabbit hole on this thing. I don't care other than, like, you know, he should be punished Mm -hmm. if it turns out, like, 
her age at the time was like under the legal age. Right. <clears throat> like, cause some, like one Twitter user was like, yo, someone said like the thread, the initial title of the, the initial tweet in the thread was like, what's Josh Giddy been up to all summer? And <laughs> dude followed up with, and he was like, he been at Kent State fucking undergrads all summer. And people was like, what, what, you know, like, and this was like last year, he tweeted this in, in 2022. And I'm like, okay. So people knew like, he's known for this. Yeah. It's, it just, yeah. That's fucking bogus revelation that okay. OKC knew is really worrisome. Because the league, either they're going to have to actually dole out some actual punishment or they're going to have to sweep it under the rug. I was in a chat with a few buddies, and I actually made the point. I was like, you know what, man, this shit's so bad, and I hate it. But they actually, for the sake of league image, they actually might have to sweep it under the rug. Hmm. And my my rationale behind that is, like, this shit isn't like – it's not like gun control where you can say tisk tisk. Right. Like you shouldn't be like mishandling a gun. You shouldn't be showing that off. Or, you know, we're against anti-Semitism. Like that's that's not cool. All this shit like people agree with. But when you bring up like, you know, anything approaching pedophilia, like nobody wanna bring that shit up. Cause that's that goes without saying, like, we all against that, but we don't want to talk about it. Like, yuck. Right, because we know why Dwight's not in the league. Like, he can yeah. still play. Right. And his shit not even pedophilia. It's just, no, it's, it's just, just disgusting. It's gay, and it's just it's, like... Yeah, it's, well, yeah, and he was, like, allegedly raping men. Yeah. Like, that's that's not good. And that's bad, because gay is one thing. Cause that, right. Because it's like... No, no, I mean like gay, but I didn't mean it that way. No, but like John, like you could actually get behind it and celebrate it. Yeah, because that other kid, what's the, what's the gay guy that they? I'm gay, but he wasn't good. Oh, he was Collins, like yeah, he wasn't yeah. good. And I always go back. I tried to tell Bomani about this a few years back. That that Broadway play, Take Me Out, where you have this Derek Jeter like player, mm-hmm. gay. What if what if Derek Jeter was gay? What if he was a beast? And undeniably talented. Now, what are you gonna do? Because so, right. a lot of because a lot of the people that are I'm gay, and it's like the marginal talent. But if you're a beast like Dwight Dwight Howard, you can contribute to a team. He still could, but just that the sexual assault or the allegations that now we know what's keeping him out. Like right. we've heard, we've heard the rumblings, but it's like. No, this shit is like how we go. Yeah. yeah. So the like, confirmation did fuck me up. Like I knew Dwight wasn't right, but <laughs> I didn't even need confirmation that he was gay. I was just yeah. like, so yeah. what? It would have been mm-hmm. like relief if he had just admitted it like he was gay. But mm-hmm. when the rape, I was like, rape, like, oh, like he never coming back in the league. And yeah, you know, I even tweeted, I said, he belong in jail for real if that's true. Like, that's crazy. And at the same time, if you're gay and you're Dwight Howard, why would you have to take it? That's what I would say about <laughs> any, any, any famous athlete. 
Well, Chris, it's it's about power. Right. The power. It's, yeah. It's not Cosby, about all of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's not about actually actually having access to it. Yeah. It's like because you're a good looking guy, you're ripped. Yeah. What are what are we doing yeah. here, dude? Just... This motherfucker's so crazy. Like I can't get into the mind of a motherfucker who just gotta take it. Like, yeah. Chicks be actually offering it to you, be like, I'm still gonna take it. <laughs> like, I'm not doing no work. Yeah, it's like what? like that's a scary dude to be around. And then I guess, like, from an athlete standpoint or somebody famous like that, especially an athlete, you've been you've very seldom have you been told no. And you've you've gotten everything. I, I don't know, man. It's 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 crazy, man. But let me ask you this on a on a lighter note. Do you understand the in-season tournament? Do you understand nope. it? At and all? I don't care. I don't care, bro. You're not gonna get a lot out of me about this. So okay. we might as well move on. Like no, I that's don't fine. I don't care, don't care. And I'm mad that it's happening. Those courts make me sick, dude. What are they trying to do? Every every court is like Boise State. Like, what the fuck are they doing? Football field. Did you see Memphis's court? No, I haven't. I don't I don't think I've noticed it yet. Chris, that shit was so it was stark gray. It was like gray, gray, gray. It looked like motherfucking um. What's that Denzel movie where it's just like a fucking desolate wasteland, like post-apocalyptic shit, and he Uh, blind? It was Book of Eli. Book of Eli, yes. It looked like that. It was gray as fuck. Or like Chronicles of Riddick. Whatever gray-ass movie you want to think about, it was like gray like that, and it just looks sad. Yeah, it does look weird. And then... You had these, you, it was Memphis against the Phoenix Suns. And the Phoenix Suns were wearing orange jerseys. So the first thing I noticed, it was just this big gray blob. And then I see these orange things like bouncing up and down like the court because I was far away. Like we have like an open layout and I was in my kitchen. Yeah. And I'm looking at my TV and, you know, it was relatively far away. So I see the gray and I'm like, what the fuck? And then I see like the orange like bouncing up and down. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? And I'm like, are those players? Like, is that like a game? Like, this is. And then Memphis had on like blue jerseys or something. It just pissed me off. And I told people, I said, it looked like Pleasantville. Oh, yeah. Great movie. Yeah, it is a great movie. I love Pleasantville. Man, um, because I, I had a message tone about uh I I just signed up for um NBA League Pass on YouTube and it looks great. I know you guys complain about the mm-hmm. HD. It looks fucking amazing. And Tone Yeah, I have it through Prime. Okay. So Tone messaged me. He's like, Yeah, I don't even care about the product anymore. But he said Tone Tone did that so you wouldn't have to go through that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, but it looks great. And I I mean, I kind of I've been I've been enjoying it because you can get to see these young younger players. Um, like Halliburton and a- Edwards and like all these uh guys. Oh, and Giddy's Giddy is playing right now. They're playing against I bet uh, I bet he is. Yeah. He's fucking playing. Bro, I'm telling you, they just gonna I think they're gonna let it go. Yeah. It makes sense to me. <sighs> like he did the one thing. Like that you can like the league is just like, hey, we can't 
We don't want to talk about that shit. <laughs> like that's crazy, man. It's it's bad, bad. What if I'm trying to think? Would how how long has Giddy been in the in the league? What's, like, what's his black equipment? four years now? Three or four years? If it was Anthony Edwards, it he wouldn't play. He wouldn't <sighs> be playing, would he? Um, I don't know. It depends. It depends on like because there's so many moving parts to this. Like, yeah. I, <laughs> I thought I thought we was off it, but Allen don't. Sorry, I don't know. I, no, but I listen, my it one shit. Sorry. No, I'll explain. Like when you talk about race, it's not just race. It's just it's it's everything that factors into like how racist does this get? Mm-hmm. So if it were Anthony Edwards, like if the girl was black, no, I don't I'm think no care. one would give a shit yeah. because the girls. Family would likely not, not say like not not you know what I mean like and I'm not going that's not making any judgments on black people and how I know they you care mean. about their daughters and all of that shit. It's just like you know, it's a lot that goes into it. It's like, do we want to tear this young nigga down? Just give him just to give us some money, nigga. Like <laughs> you know what I mean. But with this girl, yeah. it's like yeah. They probably don't even want no money. They probably already got money. She just don't want to fuck it up because she probably did lie to him. Mm-hmm. Even though it's still against the law and it's on him to know better. Like, and I think the league is going to factor all of that shit in. And I think the authorities are going to factor all of that shit in. And it's going to drive me crazy. Yeah. Because I just know if that was a black, if that was Anthony Edwards and it was a white girl, she would, they would, the family out of embarrassment will probably feel pressure to prosecute this motherfucker. Mm. I'm just speaking historically. Yeah. You can never go, oh, like, yeah. I don't know individual thought. Like, I'm just going, you know, historical, a series of events. Like, to, statistically, this is what I think happened because it's happened so many times. Like that family would feel tremendous pressure if Anthony Edwards slept with that white blonde daughter and everyone knew about it. And she had pictures up with him bare chested, hugged up behind her. Mm-hmm. And she like, oh, just fuck Anthony Edwards. Yeah, it would be yeah. a problem. Right. You can't tell me that father would be like, yeah, we gonna need a lot of money. Right. Like a lot. And I just picked him because to that's... make this go away. Yeah. And I, I just picked him because that's so, who they're playing on. I mean, we kind of saw that with like Kobe. Like, you know, yeah, Kobe got accused, and it was like he had what was it like six million he had to pay? I don't even remember how much it was. And that was in twenty twenty four. But they mentioned that right after that he was pronounced it. You know, Colorado, great player, but uh, Colorado. Yeah. yeah, my bad. Siri interrupted. I couldn't hear shit. Siri, he does that my to me all the time. Yeah, but no, like. Yeah, I mean, so things like this have happened before. Um, when there was a black dude and a white girl, and you know, Kobe being Kobe, you know, he was like three championships in at that point, mm-hmm. and the league still needed him. And I think some strings were pulled, like, please don't prosecute this man. Like, here's this money. You know, it depends on how much the league wanted Anthony Evers around, honestly. Yeah. And how much people who are, you know, 
the corporations that are still behind him want him around because you know as bad as the 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 John Moran shit blew up. Like he lost one endorsement, but Nike's still behind him. The league's still behind him. Them shoes still selling. The shoes still selling. So I mean, look. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's kind of fascinating, and then it's not. You know, it's no, just, it's it's sad. I hate when yeah. shit like this comes up because yeah, I'm like you. My mind gets to work, and I'm starting to think about all these scenarios. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what if, what if, what if, what if? Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Well, I want to shift gears again. I want to, I want to talk about um, you have a great podcast, great new podcast called What You've Been Watching. What have yeah. you been watching? What are you are, are this is the this is my favorite time of the year. <laughs> but although I don't seem I'm not that happy, I'm not as excited as I as I normally am and I don't know if it was because I was doing a, a pod with the the guys from medium popcorn a couple years ago there was I think it was the 2020 might have been 2021 Oscars we thought who did we I don't know that we really thought Chadwick was gonna win for uh Ma Rainey's Black Bottom that year but overall mm. just seemed to kind of seem disappointed in in things um I try not to be too Pollyanna-ish about stuff, but that was a bit of a letdown. Um, and I don't care as much as about uh, I don't care as much about the awards that I used to, but I still love this season because these are people that are trying. They're going for the trophies, and I right. love I love seeing the effort. The only thing that I'm really excited about th- there's. I'm most excited about. So letterbox, which is one of my favorite uh, websites with regards to movies, because you can keep your movies on track. A day ago, they asked which four films on this list are you most looking forward to in December and four through five. I mean, four would I've been, I I had an adult beverage. Uh, My (laughs) top four. My top four are going from uh, what is that ascending order? The Color Purple, Iron Claw, the uh, Poor Things, and number one, I've got American Fiction, the um, Jeffrey Wright joint that's supposed to be fucking out of this world. Okay. Do you have any that you're looking forward to seeing? Um, remaining in 2023. Yeah. Um, Probably Wonka. Like I'll, I'll really? check that. Yeah, because I, I just want to see like what they deal with this incarnation of it. Like you know, let's see their, you know, their take on it. Like it's mm-hmm. been done what three times Something previously. Like yeah, Gene Wilder, Johnny Depp, and now uh, Chalamet. Yeah, um, I saw Napoleon today. Um, I was not, not impressed. Not so I, should away. I wait for Apple? Because I was going to see it yesterday. Yeah, just wait for Apple, bro. Like, oh, okay. All right. Like, yeah, the scale is great. Like, the battle scenes are, you know, they're pretty good. Yeah. Um, But, and I'm a big Joaquin Phoenix fan, but, yeah, this didn't do it for me. 
He's great. He's not his brother, but he's he's great. No, he's not his brother. River man. Phoenix, like, man, uh, man, come, man. Yeah, I was actually about to um. What was my top ten list? <laughs> I put out oh, my you got podcast a top 10 list already. No, no, no. I you know how I do the intro to my podcast. And oh, sure, sure. 10. Yeah, and I was gonna put like the most like tragic celebrity deaths mm. or the most tragic active death, and River Phoenix was gonna be my number one. Dude, let's talk about that a little bit, man, because that was the first celebrity death that got me. I was probably yep. about, he died 91, so I was about 11. Maybe. Okay. I think, was it 91? Don't get me, don't get me wrong. Let me. I don't know if I was out of, I don't know if I was out of, I, that was like pre-college. 93, um, so I, I was 13. Okay, okay. Yeah, I was like 18. Okay. I was like 17 to 18. Yeah. And I was like. Yeah, that fucked me up, man. Yeah, that that really fucked me up because Stand By Me was the first rated R movie I saw. We might have talked about this when I did your show. We didn't talk. Yeah, about you did talk about Stand. You talked about Stand By Me. So, sure. yeah, that was the first rated R movie I saw. And River Phoenix, all those guys, Will Wheaton, Corey Feldman. Um, uh, what's my other man's name? That Jerry, Jerry O'Connell. Jerry yep. O'Connell. They were phenomenal, and that was the first time that I was like, oh, I think I kind of want to do this. And River Phoenix was the first actor, black or white, that was like, oh, he's he's like a few years older than me. So he was right. 10 years old. He was born in 1970, but I was like, oh, this is this is a, a young kid doing this stuff. And I remember just following his career, watching all the stuff that he did, and was just like, this guy is is great. Before yeah. Jason, before Jason Weaver, before we dog, it was River man, and and it was just like, fuck man, like I was hurt, bro. I was hurt, and he he could just do it all, and he wasn't. Yeah, he was a gr- uh, he's a good looking guy, but he didn't really. He would do character stuff. He was. I remember like having a crush on when he did that movie. Was it like a night in the life of Jimmy Reardon? And he's and he's, yeah, Jimmy Reardon. I love that movie. And he's like dating. He was with uh, oh Matthew, late great Matthew Perry was in that. Meredith Salinger, who's now Patton Oswalt's wife. Yep, yep. I was like, oh my god, like whoa. So that was that was he was the man. And every time I see Joaquin, I was like, Joaquin is a beast. He's a beast now. Right. But he, he I'm like, yo, you're not your brother. And if if River nah. Phoenix was still around, a lot of motherfuckers wouldn't be working. Yeah, I'm I agree. And the most the thing that messed me up about his death was he was in the Indiana Jones movie like the year before he died. Mm-hmm. And I was telling someone this on on my podcast, I forgot who was the guest at the time. Um, was it you? Shit, I don't know. I don't think we talked about any. No, I don't think we. I don't think I talked about it. Still ain't but seen was, a new one. But I was just talking about how he was being set up to take over the franchise mm-hmm. from Harrison Ford. Like he yeah. played young Indy, and you know, if you remember that movie, like 
they they kind of because Harrison Ford had that scar on his chin, mm-hmm. and like Indy was the scene was he was on top of the train and he was still learning how to use the whip, and he cracked that bitch and it, you know, hit his hit his chin, yeah, and it left that welt, and it was just like this, you know. You could see them passing the torch mm-hmm. in that scene. Yeah. And he and I loved Indiana Jones. Like that Me was too. like Me too. when I was a kid, like that was probably like my top franchise. This is before we had comic book movies and shit. Like I, I gotta go for, back to that. And I need to buy those. Yeah, I look forward to the Indiana Jones movies. Like, because the first one was like what? Like what was the first Indiana Jones? Like, is it 86? Let me see. I find it. No, it had to be before that. It was probably like 83. 81, 84. And then Raiders 89. of the Lost Ark was 81, 84, and then 89 was the Last Crusade. Okay. Yeah, so 80, 89. So, yeah, it was a few It was a few years before he died, right? So, mm-hmm. and so if you remember, there was a huge gap between, because they were coming out, pretty regularly like three to four or five years apart right yeah depending on what the fuck else harrison had going on at the time because they couldn't do without harrison so they were setting river up to be like the next guy they were gonna do like prequels i guess he fucking dies man yeah and then the franchise dies for like i don't know man what was that shit like 20 years 2008 (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. dude the franchise was dead as fuck they got my man shia who troubled problematic man. babe who i uh, you know. yeah. don't send me on a tangent shia's a mess um yeah, sorry yeah you talk about a white boy getting away with some shit he managed to skate the whole me too movement i'm like see you about to make me point fingers no, like, I mean, why Malika Andrews ain't talking about Shia? He ain't. He can't hoop. He ain't got no J. No, nah, I know. I'm, I'm, I know. I know. <laughs> but I'm just. I'm just like, yo, come on, Malika. Talk about everything. Shia just gonna pop up in a new movie in like a year or two. He gonna probably be in that bitch with Casey Affleck and James Franco, huh. and they gonna be smiling, dog. Yeah. And everybody gonna be like, oh, ain't they? Ain't they cute? He I think the best. The the movie he did with Vanessa Kirby that came out on on Netflix. There was I did a review with me and uh, is Justin and and Brandon. We did a uh, promising young woman and pieces of a woman, a double feature. Mm-hmm. And it's like I look at this motherfucker on screen. It's just like he's a beast. Oh, shy, so yeah. He's so good, yeah. young. And I, I felt the same way, like, just seeing my man. I want to talk about this a little later. Jonathan Majors, like, God damn it, he's so fucking good. What did he do again? Fuck. <laughs> now I can't see Magazine Dreams. It's shelved. Sorry, what were we, we were talking about? So Shia, River... Yeah, just just the Indiana Jones franchise. Yeah, but yeah, Shy couldn't revive it. No, it just. No. And then this new one I haven't seen yet. I didn't even go to the theater. I just 
I don't know if I really cared. It's not the same because he was the he was because shit. River Phoenix played his son in Mosquito Coast. I remember everything that River Phoenix did. I had to see it. I had to see mm-hmm. it. the the guy was just he was so good, man. Um, but yeah, like I that's how do we get on this? We're supposed to talk about stuff that's coming out now. But um, <laughs> I don't. I don't mind that. <coughs> no, nah, it's it's cool. Um, yeah. I oh, we were talking about Joaquin and Napoleon. It's one of. Those, I mean, I got the. I have the AMC Stubbs thing, so I I can see it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I and I would I wouldn't be like oh because I was I was talking to the homie Jail Covan. He said I saw it. He was like eh. Is I was like, is it better than the last duel? He was like, no. The last duel no, was great. Yeah, yeah, last duel was a beast. Yeah. And I don't know why that I mean I COVID. Told you, Matt Damon Matt Damon was nominated, right? No, nobody was nominated from that. Really? I don't think so. I don't think that movie got any nominations. It was really good. Hmm. But it didn't get it didn't get any nominations. It's crazy. So 2021, I, they, they, I don't think it got no love. I'm looking it up. I could have sworn that joint got a nomination. I thought Matt Damon got a nomination and the um the female league got a nomination. Mm, no. Really? Nope. Damn. I could have sworn. No. That goes to show you how much how much I talk about Oscars, but don't really watch. Golden Raspberry Awards, worst supporting actor, Ben Affleck. No, that's bullshit. That's terrible. He was actually really good in that. That was a good movie. See, they just don't see. I think that the Raz the Razzies fucking up their uh, credibility. Nah, that shit was that. That was a good ass movie. I remember seeing that like. Cause I think I was, I was doing, I was on Broadway at the time. And I remember just killing time, getting off of work and going into the city and, and, and just, there's an AMC around the corner. And we, I just go to the movies and watch before the show. This movie was really good. I was just like, wow. I was like, yo, this is impressive. Like it's really Scott, really, really Scott's not gonna, not gonna turn in anything like bad. Right. But it's just like it's just like no, this was this is good, and I'm not even a I'm not even a I'm not a period piece fan. It's not my favorite thing, but when you can make this compelling and have like really great action, it's it's great. Um, yeah, I I I just I just feel like the I I probably will see it if I have time tomorrow. I might I might sneak away and see it. And because there's nothing else, I and mean, I'm supposed to go see American Fiction at the like a an advanced screening with Alamo Draft House. Okay, um, what are your? Th- it's, That's another one I w- That was the other one I wanted to see of the, of re- what's remaining in in this year. Yeah, like that's actually at the top of my list. I'm re- me too because I'm rooting for Jeffrey Wright. I'm. Yeah. Hey, I bro, mean, that was my list. Like the the best. <laughs> the best remaining films to see in 2023 that was my list on my last show yeah so yeah american fiction i'm definitely gonna check it out Issa's in it uh jeffrey wright's like hopefully poised to get a nomination um yeah I he's think definitely someone who shit when was the last time he was nominated never 
Oh, really? I yeah. remember him getting that really big like career boost and like he got a lot of critical acclaim for playing the villain in shaft yes like with samuel jackson that was a coming out party that was i was like who is this nigga like he's so good because i saw him in in top dog underdog on Mm -hmm. broadway right before i went to grad school that was in two like the summer of 2002 he was doing it with most deaf and I went to see it with some family friends. And unfortunately, Most Deaf, the artist formerly known as Most Deaf, was not, he didn't work that night. So his understudy went on and fucking murdered. Okay. But Jeffrey Wright was just a revelation. I, <laughs> Shaft was 2000. So Top Dog Underdog would have been 2002. Okay. Um, Jeffrey and and Susan Laurie Parks won the Pulitzer. Jeffrey White was just like, I was like, I, it was something. It was what I needed to see before going into theater school. Just being like, wow, that okay, you know. And followed his career ever since. Actually, that 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 when I went to see that play, I've told this story before on the show. Sat behind Derek Jeter, and I think Jorge Posada. Mm-hmm. At the time, Derek Jeter was dating Jordana Brewster, and oh yeah, from yeah. the faculty, and I loved her. And she, Man, you said the faculty; she been in like fifteen Fast and the Furious. But where did she start, Sam? I'm just saying, like, where, where did she grow? Where did she start? No, no doubt the faculty and Tommy Hilfiger ads. Exactly. Like, I'm up that's on why, Jordana that's why Brewster. I fuck with you, man. That's why I fuck with you. She was. Oh yeah, she was there with with Kadada, dog. Kadada Jones and and Usher, and I was like, mm mm. And yo, like, so Kadada was was cut out of that shit. Really? She got cut out of the fact. I think she might have been in like. Oh, I had no lines. Tommy Hilfiger ads. I was like, I don't remember that. They were on set. I think they were on location in Austin, Texas. This is how much of a scholar, a nerd scholar that i am when it comes to these teen these people back then i used to get teen people magazine because i was i was uh i loved dawson's creek and i had those teen people magazines hey i'm cooking off you try to how you try to characterize this shit i'm I'm thinking no i'm thinking we just old as creeps we're old as shit no 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 they were old i mean they might have been exactly yeah but we were we were their age at we were their age no 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 we were their age i would they jordana brewster is probably let me look her up Uh, i know that's that's my hang up not yours no 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 that's i mean now it's different if i was looking at teen people now she's the same no It's the same because dog. Anytime I watch an Aaliyah video, knowing she like eighteen or nineteen, I still be like, mm. like, mm. I I used good. to do I used to do a bit about uh, like when I see, I think like I think it was like Pretty Little Liars or something. I used to do a bit about when I see a hot woman on a TV show, I look look them up on Wikipedia to see how old they are to see if yeah, it's okay. I, I'm familiar with that bit. Oh, did I do did I do that on the album? You kind of touched on it on the on Okay. The album. Oh yeah, like uh, uh Haley Steinfeld. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So 
she she at intermission she was like i I said are you excuse me are you jordana brewster and she was like yeah and i was like i loved you in the faculty and she's like thank you she was cool yeah she was cool as shit she wasn't like oh get away because you gotta think if you're on at a broad well back then i think it meant a little more to be at a broadway play now it's so like fucking commercialized that was 20 years ago but Mm -hmm. you know it it's yeah, it was fine, but I I did have I I used to study those people cuz I wanted to do that shit. You know, like I wanted to be I wanted to do the shit that they were doing, but uh yeah, the faculty that's why I did an episode of Medium Popcorn and we talked about that movie and they shitted on the movie. I was like, "What the fuck are you What is your problem?" <laughs> they're a couple they're like a they're like half a decade younger than me, so I'm like, "Okay, I get I get why you guys don't get it. But um, yeah, Jordana Brewster was one of them ones. Kadada was one of them ones. Before I yeah. even knew Rashida, who I didn't know about Rashida, Kadada was the one. And they Yeah, did, me neither. Yeah, and they and she used I didn't know she dated she dated Tupac. There was a uh, they Yeah, they, they kept filmed, that shit quiet, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> they filmed that down in Austin and they were filming that movie. And they were doing those Tommy ads. Right. And that's how I knew, like, I was like, oh, shit. And I guess Kadada got cut out. Like, I think maybe she was in it, but she didn't really have no lines. But that, yeah, I love that movie, man. That's, that is around the time, like, 18, 19, when I started really being, I don't know if I would say obsessed, but really started caring about movies. Like, following release dates and going to the movies and being like, Oh, this movie's cut. I'm seeing this movie. This is this actor. This is, I know this person. That's when I started really collecting them and caring about all those movies and tracking those, those actors that were like, um, Oh, you're going to, you, you're on this WB show, but on your break, you shot this movie and this is your progression. And that's how I used to follow. Right. Do you have any, do you have any that you, what have you seen? So you just, you saw Napoleon. Did you yeah. see, did you see Saltburn? Not yet. No, I haven't seen it yet. I'm I, like, <clears throat> I don't go to the movies as often as I used to. It seems like because, you go as much as I do or more. Well, I used to go see at least two a week. Wow. I, I, I used to go at the start of the week and at the end of the week. Oh, okay. Now I'm happy just to go see one a week. That's usually what I do. If if I can. Yeah. But yeah, this is the... F- I think I'm going like the last two weeks, but I had like a nice three-week gap in there too. Yeah. Where I didn't go at all. I'm trying to say... I saw, I saw the Marvels a couple weeks ago and then... Which I liked. We I talked about that, right? We... We... This... We talked... When I did your show... We talked about like the predictions. You said the we talked about the box office. Yeah, it didn't come out. You're right. And, yes. and then you know, like, because I was gonna see it because I see, I try to see. I've I think I've seen almost all of them in the theater except for the first, maybe the first Ant Man, and then and then Thor, the first Thor. But. I was I made it a point to see this one because of Nia DaCosta and I know you were saying it wasn't going to track well. It didn't. 
And then, you know, that, that article came out about, um, they tried to blame Jonathan majors for the fucking Ant-Man not making money when we're in a post COVID society. So the numbers aren't going to be as good as they were, even though you had like a Barbie and Oppenheimer making a lot of money. Bro, didn't Ant-Man bomb before his fucking shit even happened? Uh, yeah, it did. Yeah. It like, did. I don't know how they tried to blame him. Yeah, they yeah, that that was some that was total bullshit. I know they're trying to bring, blame him for having to revamp the entire uh story arc. Yeah. Or just the story in general. Mm-hmm. Like not even they gonna get rid of Kang, period. It it sounds like. Um <laughs> but I'm like, y'all shit was already failing again. Yeah. Always come back to racism. Yeah, but, that's <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, the shit was already failing. Like, what's he have to do with it? Yeah, it's not it's not his fault. We had COVID. Nothing's making money like that anymore. I know I ain't gonna say I ain't gonna say nothing making money. Well, I'm not what well, I mean, like it used to be. Like, I mean, I know I know your boy James Cameron. How it, but he, not even him. It's like all these horror movies still doing well. Because it's like not that, it don't cost that much. But that's Right. That was the old model. Right. And they used to be satisfied with doing that shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like all the studios would have their horror movies lined up for horror season. Yeah. They had their rom-coms lined up for spring through summer. And like they got so far away from that shit, focusing on like this cash grab shit with like comic book movies and just well-known IP that you can like just flip into a film, like just throw some money behind it and we're going to make that shit go. Because I shit on comic book book movies a lot, but it's not just comic book movies. Me and my man, uh, Sean the Terrible, were talking about that shit on my show uh, last night, how they're bringing back Tron. <laughs> like they are? Because, yeah, yeah, it's about to be a new Tron movie, though. Oh my God. And it's like... Yeah, they just they just want something big to make so they can get a big return. Like it's just not sexy to like it, and studio heads are lazy because this requires actual work. It's just not sexy to read over scripts, like new yeah. spec scripts, mm-hmm. and be like, oh, this is a cute rom-com. Like, oh, I can see like so and so starring in, in this, and you put her across from you know, this guy or that guy, and like we get this person to direct. It's like a lot of fucking work to do. Yeah. Whereas you can just be like, oh shit, like remember Dune? Like we can just remake Dune and put fucking who's who's hot? Zendaya and Tim. Yeah, those two. Throw them shits in there and uh make us some money, please. Uh-huh. And when they do- when it doesn't make as much money as you think. They re they up the ante, like throw more money at it and advertise for three years and like maybe this will do two billion. And then when it doesn't, watch what happens next. Yeah. Well, the 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 way that they're like the racism is is where it's like, so Napoleon didn't make didn't do well, but we're not hearing that it's a flop. But oh, we're yeah. gonna hear we're gonna hear that Nia DaCosta's Marvels is a flop. Yeah, all kinds of excuses for 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 Ridley, dog. Yeah, and I'm sure, and it's just it's just 
nobody asked for an apology. I don't know. But I did think about you over the weekend when I went to see Saltburn. They showed this trailer of uh, Sydney Sweeney and uh, and oh, yeah. Glenn Powell. That that anyone but you. That rom com. Mm-hmm. I mean, I will be there. I'll be there to see that. That looked fun. It looks like it's a fun rom com. I would go see that. I guess, man. Like, no, I've gonna... seen that trailer a few times. Like. Okay. They're just annoying, Chris. Like, I don't know, man. Oh, oh, she both of them are annoying? <laughs> yeah, it's Is like because it they're white. No, hell no. Oh. Like, I like Sydney Sweeney. Like just mean, what's not as an actress, and like, you know, she seems like cool. Yeah. But just different promos I've seen of them, they're they seem annoying. Like uh-huh. together. Like the oh. chemistry seems like real forced, oh. and it's like I don't know if this shit gonna work. Um, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> shit, I'll go see it, but I'm, I'm not looking see- like forward to it. Yeah, I mean, I looked at, I was like, uh, uh, you know, I, I was like, all right, you know, I would go see it. It's like a fun, like a fun date movie. I mean, I would go see the shit by myself. I mean, I like her. I mean, Glenn, this this dude, Glenn Powell, seems seems pretty charming, I guess. Right. I mean, I I I enjoyed uh Shotgun Wedding. I mean, that was Amazon Prime. I think we did talk about that on your show. Maybe we did, but like I was like, oh, funny rom com. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good. I mean, they're trying, it seems like they're trying again. I feel like I feel like Seth Rogen and his team I don't want to say they're the only ones. I don't I don't know who produced this one. But like with with um even though Platonic's a TV show, I feel like they tried with um they tried with Good Boys which was successful. I think that was the last like really fucking funny movie that I saw in the theater that I really loved. And before that it was spy, which was like okay. 2015. And then, yeah. and then maybe, and, and I know like they, they tried with no hard feelings. What's, what's, what's my girl. Katniss Everdeen, uh, Jennifer yeah, Lawrence, yeah, Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. Like, and I like that. I, I, saw I did that. too. That was really good. Yeah. And it, and it's on Netflix now and it's just like, okay, like I see, I see that we're trying to do this again. And actually, I watched um the the Chris Spencer directed movie Back on the Strip with uh Tiffany Haddish, Bill Bellamy, Wesley Snipes, Gary Owen. I rented it off of iTunes. It was pretty funny. It was like, oh, you're trying to do what you what what we what we used to love. In the '90s, it didn't seem like I'm not the not not necessarily the night eh, '90s, early 2000s were like late '90s, early 2000s. Funny movies with a little bit of heart, low stakes, I guess. Where it's right. like, are we trying to make all? We're we trying to make this. We, we want to make as much money as possible, but it just seemed like now we're getting to the point where we're trying to make people laugh, and we're trying to be yeah. raunchy and. And all that stuff. I mean, I know critics will shit on. Uh, like, let me see. Let me let me see what back on the show because it's black and it's Chris Spencer's first. 
I think it's like his direct director. I was about to say he's never directed before. Yeah, directorial debut. Hmm. Now, twenty five percent on rot. Get the fuck out of here. Twenty five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I enjoyed it. I was I watched it on a Sunday night where Sunday is kind of hard. You got to you know you going back to work. And you you dealing with whatever you dealt with over the weekend. It's a holiday weekend, but whatever. I was like, I'm entertained by this. I was invested in the story. I liked the shit. I liked it way more than 25% on Rotten Tomatoes. But for him to put out his first, his directorial debut, solid ass movie. I, I think I gave it maybe like three and a half stars. But okay. yeah, I, I think I think we're getting to the point where we're it seems like Hollywood is trying to bring back these comedies at least, you know? No, I, look, they need to, man, because people are just, just you know, I, I hate that it's just called comic book fatigue because yeah. I think it's just like stale IP fatigue. Mm. Like it's not just comic books per se. It's just like, you know, old, books like rehashed films and shit like people are tired of it man like yeah as much as i like you know be slicing fucking vin diesel and, and black tie tyree mm-hmm. like this time for them to move on like then- they've gotten all the blood out of that stone bro like <laughs> they've made probably like Four billion dollars, four or five billion dollars from the Fast and the Furious franchise. Wow. Like they've done well in life. Move on to the next thing, man. Damn. Because there's I think people like you and me and people in our circle and and whatever this universe of podcasts that we do, America's not like us. And we are outliers. In the sense that we would normally go see everything. Right. You know, so, but the average person's not gonna, they're gonna be, oh, this big tent pole. Beyonce is gonna make some money for the next six weeks. It's like Taylor Swift is passing the torch to Beyonce, and that's what's gonna drive things. A nerd like me, yeah, I'm excited to see American fiction, but. I don't know who else is really that pressed to see it. Like critics right. and people who love, who love cinema, you know, <laughs> like nobody's, nobody's gonna, you know, like killers of the flower moon and, and shit like that. But I don't know. I don't know that many people like color purple is going to make, probably make some money. Oh, that's another one I'm looking forward to. Yeah. I heard it's amazing. Oh, really? I, I haven't heard anything about it. Um, yeah. I don't know what the box office tracking is on it. I'm yeah. just going to see it. I'm see, I don't have any real agendas with that one. Yeah. So I'm going in completely blind and just, I just want to see it yeah. <laughs> like just no, for my yeah, own enjoyment. Of course. It's like, I grew up, you know, watching the movie and read the book in high school and we had discussions on it. And I know the yeah. musical was like supposedly great. I'm sure it was. And you know, it's we'll we'll see what what comes of it as far as award seasons is concerned. But yeah, this this year, like I, I was talking about it on the Patreon, like I really haven't seen at this point right now as we're recording this on 
November 28th. I ain't seen nobody better better than my girl Greta Lee. I ain't seen nobody better nope. than Tiana Taylor in a thousand and one. And that is not gonna get no coverage because that shit came out earlier this year. And I haven't seen Tiana, but I heard she was incredible. That's she, that's one I do need to watch before war season starts. Because um, if you really want an agenda, you could you could easily go hop on that train. Script had I'll issues. have to see it first. I might. Yeah. Script had issues towards the end, but that performance is undeniable. And um you know it it, it just we'll see know. though because look just a quick Tiana Taylor like Brad. Okay. Like they've been trying to get the machine behind her for like a few years now. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it is. Like, I don't know if people just don't like working with her or they don't believe in her or what, but she's clearly ultra talented. She can sing, she can dance like yeah. shit. And I'm like, the shit she had with Kanye a few years ago and then that video, mm-hmm. like all the white women was like loving on Tiana Taylor and shit. And they were like, oh my God, how'd you get that body girl? Blah, blah, blah. I remember her on like all the entertainment shows and shit. Oh, wow. And I didn't... they would have her on and they were like, oh, you need to do a workout video. Blah, blah. And, she, and I think she did. Like she did like a few like wow. workout produced things or whatever. And it's like, okay, that shit didn't take off. Like her music thing kind of stalled out. And it's like now she's in acting and she's like clearly talented in that. She's a like, fucking beast, dude. And I'm like, okay, like, are y'all gonna like, you know, keep casting her and shit, or is this just gonna be a one-off? Well, you know, when you're playing the girlfriend in a movie that should not have been called White Men Can't Jump, <laughs> you're the you're the best, you're the best thing in that movie. I didn't hate the movie as much as other people did. If you were just like basketball movie with these guys, mm-hmm. it would have been like, all right, I didn't have to pay anything but my monthly subscription. All right. Jack Harlow's charming. Whatever. Tiana Taylor. Tch, she's fucking good, man. And she she's just a girlfriend. Right. And you know movies. She's a girlfriend. But, oh, when she's on screen... Not you know she's beautiful and everything, but she she has gravity. She's a star. Yeah. So I I mean, and they and they talked about the. I'm not a. This isn't a gossip podcast, but when they showed stuff about her and Iman Shumper breaking up, he was insecure. Right. Because she was kind of like beasting out here. Mm-hmm. Not 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 about no infidelity, just a fucking star. It's like Common had that line. They, you could, they recognize the light, but they can't handle the glare. And it's like, you know, but yeah, I, I just, I was thinking about that. I was like, oh, I forgot about Tiana Taylor in a thousand and one because that shit came out in earlier this year, and and Greta Lee. Now, now, uh, what's what's my girl, um. American Idol in, in color purple. What's the American Idol black girl? Fantasia. She might right. be she might beast out and sing her ass off, which we know she can do. And oh, uh 
Celine's song, they did win an they did win a Gotham Award. They did win a Gotham Award. Past Lives did. That's obviously. Oh really? Yeah that that's obviously art house and stuff like that. But it's something. So that's a movie we both really enjoyed. Takes best takes best feature. So last night, Past Lives takes best feature at Gotham Awards. Okay. Tight. So I mean, I don't. Yeah, if she don't get nominated, it's it's gonna be bad. Yeah, because that because I'm I'm thinking like I don't know. There's not that much. There's not that much like, you know. What are we gonna do? But I think Bro, it's, gonna, it's it's gonna it's gonna be bad. If you don't get the home. <laughs> That's all. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Yeah. And I'm what's what's the uh what's the Asian NAACP? I don't know. Hey man, I'm with them. If they want to march and protest and all that shit, yeah. I'm with them. Because like yeah, I have not seen anything. I'm like Dan Levitt. I have n- we've never seen anything like we've not <laughs> seen anything like this. Yeah, everything, everywhere, all at once. It's it was great, right? But that was showy, and I'm not shitting on that movie. It was fantastic. I enjoyed it. I need to see it again. But this is it's not. I don't know. Yeah, man. everything, everywhere, all at once was kind of a phenomenon because the thing that tripped me out about that movie, and I only saw it one time in the theater. Me too. Me too. It became obvious it was going to be a thing where younger people were going to see that movie high because I was in the theater <laughs> and people were in there clearly high cracking the fuck up at that mm. movie. Like they were tripping dog. Wow. A lot of people in the theater when you saw it, it was like a row of like college kids and they were partying. Black, and white. I, um, it was like a mix. It was like okay. white, White and like Asian kids. Okay. Could have been a black kid in there. I mean, it was dark. Yeah. He was he was either black or like, you know, Indian. Okay. Couldn't couldn't I just ask because clear clear view. For me, it's kind of an anomaly because when I saw it, I was like doing some gigs in Utica, New York, and it was just Mm -hmm. like maybe seven of us in there. And so I saw it, I was like, oh, this is really good. And I didn't think much, you know, it's like, oh, this is good. I liked it. And, but I was yeah. thinking about my set. And I was like, yeah, but this is good. But the way <laughs> that it just carried on through the next year was just, that was like maybe April, I want to say, of, of 2022. And it just carried. I, I We've never seen anything like that. But I don't know, man. We'll, we'll see. Well, we'll look. I know, I know you got to go. Plug, plug yeah. some, plug some stuff. Plug, plug some things. All right, cool. Yeah, so um, check out my uh, movie, TV, uh, podcast. We kind of review things, but mostly we just shoot the shit about uh, what we're what we're watching currently, and it's called uh, "What You've Been Watching." Um, you can follow me on Twitter on that account at a uh, WBW Potting. P-O-D-D-I-N-G. Um, yeah, so it's it's just a fun. It comes out weekly. I usually drop on Monday, like, afternoon. Um, so, yeah, definitely follow that if you want to hear some, like, blackity black talk about TV and films. Um, and the other podcast I have is called um, We're Better Than You. 
and that's a college basketball-focused podcast, and it pretty much focuses on Duke and Kentucky. I host that with my man, C.A. Huggins, um, who's like <laughs> the funniest Kentucky fan I know. He's just like one of the funniest dudes I know, man. I love C.A., man. So we go back like 20 years, like talking shit. Oh, so, wow. And, and we do that. Yeah, and we know each other mostly over the internet. I, I met him briefly in L.A. last year. Okay. Um, real briefly because I was running out of a bar drunk and throwing up. And, throw, <laughs> and, and and I jumped into my Uber and I was like, hey, man, bye. I can't really talk right now. Dude, I got to um, ask you, since you're a Duke guy, how is how is this kid Jared McCain? Is it McCain? Yeah, Jared McCain. Yeah, a little light-skinned TikTok dude. He's pretty good, actually. Okay, because um, I only know about him because I've stumbled upon this kid YouTuber named Nick Nick in the Cut. And mm-hmm. Nick followed him. Nick did a, so many documentaries on this kid. And I was like, I like that guy. He kind of looks like my cousin. So is hey. he doing well? Is he living up to the hype? Oh, yeah. Good. Yeah, for sure. Good. Like, if he wanted to leave for the draft, like, he could. Like, everyone has him mocked like oh, going good. in the first round, but he's making so much of that NIL money and mm-hmm. like, he's a social media star. Yeah. Like, he don't need to go anywhere. If he wants to just be a kid, he can be a kid for the next four years. So, Oh, good for him. Good. <laughs> but yeah, the, the podcast is called we're better than you. A, uh, yeah, it's just Duke in Kentucky, uh, centric. Um, but we also talk about just the college basketball landscape a little bit. And we touch on like Duke and Kentucky, uh, NBA alumni. So we mm-hmm. talk about NBA quite a bit. Um, so if you want to check those out, um, yeah. Um, yeah. Give us a listen and yeah, we're better than you usually drops on, um, tomorrow. So I'm All recording right. that. I'm about to record that right now. Once I hop off with you and you can follow me, um, at the Duke agenda on Twitter. Um, all, all one word, no underscore, no spaces in between the Duke agenda on Twitter. If you want to hear me talk about college basketball and Duke. So yeah, those are the things. And Oh, and of course, Firestarter. Of course. Um, yeah. So the Firestarter podcast, that's fire with a Y F I Y a starter. Um, and you can catch me on Twitter. It's pretty much my Twitter account now because I don't know tweet no more. <laughs> And that's at Hot Five Starters uh, on Twitter. That's he'll that's pop great. up every now and then. I wish he would start tweeting more because I want to focus more on my uh my other two pot my other two uh Twitter handles. Sure, man. But I gotta keep I gotta keep that going and engage with our listeners before they think we don't record no more. Dude, this thank you so much for doing this. It's an honor to have you on, man. Always love anytime, man. Talking to you. Anytime, Chris, man. Yeah, love it, man. And thank you again. And uh, we'll do it again soon, man. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for doing this. And I appreciate you. Everybody, thank you for listening. And I'll talk to you next time. Take it easy, everybody.